The Loose Cannons podcast is a free-form discussion about film that contains mature language, such as poop and titty, and descriptions of mature situations, such as filing taxes and raising children. We do not have any concern for spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film or films we are discussing and don't want to have the twists ruined for you, please watch the film before listening to the podcast. That's a serious electric fence. Why is he feeding it peanut butter? Yummy. He's trying to bait us into touching it. What happens if we touch it? We're about to find out. No, Mrs. Diggy Wingle, stop! Uh, I'm four and a half years old. I need some excitement before I check out. Look away! Hey everybody, what's up? Uh, Loose Cannons, uh, Patrick here, and uh, we're recording our second mini episode. This one with a first-time guest. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Justine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we are recording this in Justine's bedroom. Um, we watched the movie Peter Rabbit, directed by Will Gluck from 2018, and we're just going to have a little short discussion about it. Um, so the way that we usually start the podcast is we basically just go through the plot of the movie and then we can just say whether what we thought of the movie like generally so the plot of this movie is that peter and his sisters and a bunch of his other animal friends live near this garden where a mean old man named mcgregor lives they're constantly trying to steal food from him and he doesn't like this obviously um, and apparently sometime in the past, Peter's parents were killed by McGregor, or at least his father was. Um, so Peter goes to try to steal some vegetables from him and surprise, surprise, old Mr. McGregor dies of a heart attack and his, uh, <clears throat> he deserved it. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. Um, his property actually passes to, uh, his great nephew i think or something like that mm-hmm. uh who's played by um domino gleason and uh he actually lives next door the the house is next door to a house that's lived in by a woman named b um who's played by rose Byrne. <clears throat> and uh basically domino gleason has to come and take over the house and his whole plan is like he wants to sell the house and buy a toy shop of his own and uh you know make everything like nice and pristine because that's part of his character is that he's like very he has like control issues and stuff like that so and that's why he was fired from his last yeah yeah, he's very picky about things um and so he's going through trying to make everything pristine but of course the rabbits want to come in and steal stuff and they want to generally like wreck things and be crazy and chaotic so he has a a feud with peter almost immediately and they go through this you know the back and forth there's a lot of slapstick there's a lot of uh <laughs> some some really dark things happen in the process but um he also uh domino gleason's character who's i forget what his first name is it's mcgregor i mean we can just call him mcgregor if we want to but he develops a was relationship it what was it todd todd i don't i don't remember what his first name was honestly but uh he develops a relationship with rose burns character and 
Peter gets really jealous about that because, you know, he sort of sees Roseburn's character as a mother. And so he, you know, they go back and forth a lot more. And um, eventually what happens is uh, <laughs> the, the tree where Peter lives gets blown up and it falls over into Roseburn's house. And so she's going to have to move out. And uh, Donald Gleason is selling the selling his house, so everybody's basically leaving. And Peter kind of realizes that he was wrong for trying to run him off. And <laughs> he uh, basically makes everything right by the end of the movie. So shenanigans ensue, I guess, is what you could say for a lot of it. <clears throat> um, so, Justine, what what did you think of this movie? I really liked it. I thought it was so cute, even though you during the movie were like, "But he's the bad guy." <laughs> it's like, no, he's not the bad guy. The guy trying to kill him is the bad guy. Well, we can talk about that and talk. I guess talking specifics, like who who do you mean when you say that? P you say Peter Rabbit is the bad guy. Okay, all right. And the other guy, which I have to, I can't remember his name. Uh, the it's you B's just, love interest. Him, yeah, yeah, you can just call him McGregor because that's his name. Junior McGregor. McGregor yeah, the, Jr. The younger McGregor. Whatever. <laughs> the weird guy. <clears throat> you can Freak. call him General Hux if you want to, too. General Hux? Yes, from Star Wars. Oh. Oh, he's General Hux in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, um, well, I did not like this movie and, um, I can go into the reasons why. I mean, you're evil. That's why. <laughs> because I have no soul. Yes. Um, no. So yeah, you were saying that during the movie, I was saying to you like Peter's the villain of the movie, and he is kind of the villain in the movie. I mean, because typically in a movie, you have someone who is a protagonist who's trying to accomplish a goal, and then you have an antagonist who's trying to keep them from accomplishing that goal, and in this movie and, and it's not necessarily like black and white that's always the case that the hero's always the protagonist and the villain's always the antagonist that's just a general like story structure thing but in this case um i align much more with Domhnall gleason's <laughs> uh i guess storyline because he's basically like because he's evil well he he's evil. not <laughs> really evil though he moves into a house that he didn't know he was going to get he, after getting fired from his job. So he's kind of down on his luck a little bit. And he's basically like, all right, I'm going to like fix this place <clears throat> up, flip it, and then you know go pursue my dream of owning a, a toy shop that I can run the way that I want to run it. And in the process of that, like Peter's basically just like torturing him so that he'll stop, you know, uh, being in the house like he doesn't want him to be there because peter just wants to be able to eat all the vegetables but i think what peter doesn't realize is that like if someone leaves like those vegetables aren't going to grow anymore like the garden's not going to exist anymore and so peter's kind of this i don't know like spirit of chaos where i mean it's very funny for that to be a main character in a children's movie i'm not going to argue that like a lot of children's movies thrive on chaos and you know as well they should like kids love chaos kids love seeing stuff you know go boom they love seeing people fall down 
you know that it's it's i'm not faulting the movie for trying to have like childlike humor and slapstick because there's plenty of that there's plenty of harmless fun and slapstick but i think the real problem here is that peter is the antagonist and he's also the antagonist in the relationship that develops between mcgregor and b that i can agree with yes and and i actually think that the part of the movie that works the most for me is their like little quiet moments of them sort of like coming into this relationship like realizing the relationship because i actually think that it does a a decent job of like filling in those gaps and being like why do these two people like each other and i kind of get a sense of why they like each other because they actually end up having pretty good chemistry and you have some nice scenes of them kind of like it was kind of like me and you were kind of awkward <laughs> yeah, at well, first it was like the whole awkward, like right, the, super awkward with the foreheads touching each other and just like, oh, okay, this should be done with. And, right, yeah, and yeah, to what you were saying, yeah, that they are definitely like both kind of awkward people because Rose Byrne's character in the movie is pretty much. Do I, well, yes, yes, she's A an artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's an artist, but she's. You know, she's also like an extremely awkward, shy person who, you know, talks to animals all day because she doesn't really have any other friends. Well, when you put it that way, guess who it sounds like? (laughs) Cat Uh, lady here. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not at all judging you for that. And I'm not. Because you're. I've just made you into a cat lady, too. I'm not saying that you are. are, But I, I do think that it stands to reason like i understand why these two characters like are into each other like and that's the thing that i think a lot of movies don't get right is they they don't really understand why their characters are actually into each other they just know they have to be together for the plot of the movie and i think this movie actually does a good job of showing you oh these two characters actually have some chemistry and they actually kind of feel like they belong together in a weird way because they both have their quirks where you know, Donald Gleason's kind of neurotic and he has these control issues, but he's also kind of goofy sometimes and funny and he can be a little bit charming occasionally. And then, you know, Rose Byrne's character is, you know, she's kind of like cute and adorable like Rose Byrne does in a lot of movies where she's just like, oh, hi, I'm very cute and adorable and I'm going to talk to you. And oh, I'm a little bit awkward here. No, dear. Okay, Buddha. <laughs> oh, are you are you talking about your cat? No, I'm talking about how you talk to him. Oh, yeah, that that is a little bit of the way that I talk to the cats, too. Um, but I also wanted to point out that this movie does a lot of, like, judging people. Like It, it has a very judgmental tone in some scenes, and, the, and that comes directly from Peter Rabbit. Um, in particular, I'm thinking of a scene, and I think there was actually a little bit of controversy over this that I uh, read about on IMDb. Uh, where it's revealed that Donald Gleason's character McGregor has an allergy to blackberries. Uh, and oh, yeah. Peter kind of goes on this little spiel about like, oh, everybody these days is allergic to everything. It's like completely out, out oh. of context of the movie. Like he just starts talking about how like everybody's got allergies to everything. It's just like, you know, bone up and stop being allergic to things or whatever is basically his point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is this in the movie? I think it's to appeal more to like the older generation because my even my dad is like that too he's like oh with these new this new generation all these millennials like they 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 just got everything like everybody's anxious and stuff like he 
he's old. I, I think you touched on something that and that's part of why I don't like Peter as a character because he has these weird swings where in one scene it's like oh he's he's like supposed to be sad about something like he's sad about his dad dying but then the other scenes he's like extremely happy when someone when old mr mcgregor like keels over of a heart attack and he's just like haha like we did it and he's like celebrating he's like not at all bothered that someone just died right in front of him and it's like okay his the line of his morality is a little foggy there and the the morality of the movie by proxy is also a little foggy and i'm like I think okay you're seeing it differently well well how do you see it because if yeah, he was happy that the guy had a heart attack, but it's like he just wants food for him and his family, and that like that guy killed his dad, the the that's, old guy that's killed fair, I suppose. Peter Rabbit's dad when he was just going to get food for his family, and what Peter just wants is to get the food and provide the food for his family and just be free and not judged or harmed or anything like. It's what we all got to do, basically. We got to fend for ourselves. I, I can see that. Crying. I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some, some points in the movie where he does call them vermin, and I suppose that that's what you're talking about when he says he doesn't want to be judged. Um, and so, yeah, I can see that he you wouldn't want to be called that and you would just for, like, trying to, you know, get food to eat. But it also seems like the way that he goes about it is kind of this, like, one-upsmanship where he's like oh yeah we, we kind of got the better of this guy and he's just trying to be confident yeah like I... he it's like one of those weird things where you're like you try to show confidence that like you have confidence in that you're gonna do so well with something that because you want the others to feel confident in you and you want them to be proud of you and be like yeah let's go come on like you know, kind of not egging you on. What is it? What is the word? Ugh. It's like supporting. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I also think that there there is an element of the character that is like solely based on bravado, where he is just, you know, seeking attention. Yeah, yeah. He's he's incredibly intention seeking, and he, you know, if he really, if it really was just about getting food for him, he would you know view it more utilitarian like where he's like okay we need to get this food and this is the safest way that we can do it but he tries to make it fun for everybody well he yeah he tries to and he wants I mean, to be seen as a hero because he wants to be like his dad right right and part of it is like he doesn't want anybody else to help so he's like everybody else is a lookout i'm the only one that can go in and get the better of old mr mcgregor because he's kind of got to show off about it so. In a way, like I'm like that too. Like I don't like people helping me. Uh, well, I, I just don't want people to look at me and view like, oh, she's always needing help. Like, it's I, like I, I want to be. I just want people to see me and be like, okay, I don't need to help her. She's got it. She's all good. Well, that's that's a little different, though. I think that's because that's stemming I don't want from to feel a like different a burden. Like, well, oh, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think to him too. Like it's. It's not so much of a burden thing, but it's like, what else are we going to do? Well, okay, so so let's unpack that a little bit, because I think what you're referring to is something different, where there's a reason that you feel like 
you're being a burden as opposed to this character who's obviously not a burden on anybody. He just well, wants to be seen as a hero. That's why I said. I know. But you it's not like you're like attention seeking you want to be seen as a hero. You actively don't want to be like a drain on other people. So I think that's a different the, mm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying that you are ever More a drain on other people. I'm not judging you in that way at all. But I am saying like what you're saying that you want the reasons that you want to do that and the reasons that he want to do that are different. Basically. I think he just wants to be seen like as a hero and like his dad, like I could do this. I could support my family. I like, I don't need anybody's help. And like, it, it's that along with give me attention. Yes. I, I'm the best. Like, yeah. Again, like and my dad. I, I <laughs> think, I think part of this too is, coming from you know an element of the movie that's it's not well developed like i think part of that is in the movie itself like they don't actively know exactly what the line is on peter's character like they don't have a good grasp of where his character lies within his actions so everything's kind of foggy in that area that he kind of like can turn his motivations can turn on a limb based on what needs to happen in the story a lot of times um, so I think that's a scripting issue um, and I I will to go into my next point say that a lot of issues that I have with this movie were at the script level because it does feel like a movie that was I mean it's obviously a children's movie it's obviously got a budget behind it you know it's it's a like major release children's Hollywood film and there were obviously a lot of script notes given from the studio where it was like, oh, maybe we need to explain this more. Like, maybe we need to, you know, make these jokes a little bit easier, make them a little more softballs so that they're easier for the kids or whatever, you know, clean some things up and whatnot. Because it definitely feels like there were tweaks that needed to happen that made things, like, maybe not so dark. Maybe And, and part of the problem, too, that I have with this movie is that it does kind of go too dark and then kind of pull back and try not to be dark. Um, and in particular, at the very beginning of the movie when Peter is sort of giving the backstory of, or um, I forgot, there's kind of this framing device where one of the other rabbits is telling the story about Peter. And so she is basically narrating the whole like backstory of Peter where it's like, oh no, like Peter's dad got killed by Mr. McGregor. And there's this, it's kind of like somber moment at the beginning of the movie where it's like, oh no, it's really sad. Like he killed him and put him in a pie. And I was like, whoa, that's dark. <laughs> and it's like dreary in the movie, like, tonally goes there with it and i was like okay that's wow and then like the next scene you know you're supposed to like laugh at the like chaotic hilariousness of mcgregor dying of a heart attack <laughs> like as he's got peter in his clutches you know like keeling over dead and all the animals being like yay and we can go eat now and it's like kind of gloss over and i was like that's a really abrupt <laughs> tone change for this movie to go from like oh no somber dark weird place to hooray chaos you know we're not gonna be sad about this guy's death at all I'm probably I was like, the only person that laughed at that <laughs> <laughs> i was I, well i kind of did laugh at it but i was like wow that's that gave me a little bit of whiplash there because i was like we were in a very different place like one scene ago um <laughs> but i will also say that a lot of the jokes in this movie suffer from extremely bad lampshading um 
which I don't know if you know what that term means. Um, it's the full term is called hanging the lampshade, which is basically a character like kind of winkingly like explaining their joke and being like, yeah, we know that we made this joke to the audience in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there, there is a scene where they like literally Peter is making a joke about one of the vegetables and he's, I think it's uh it's something that sounds like ridiculous and he's like this is because they're ridiculously easy to steal and he's like get it right guys because it sounds like ridiculous and the, one of the other characters literally says don't explain the joke and it's like that's that's extremely like lazy and it does that many many times in this movie where it's like they over explain the the joke that they just made so because i guess they felt like kids wouldn't get it <laughs> they were like i don't think the kids will understand why that's funny we need to like spell it out for them so yeah, that but they'll it's have kind a laugh. of funny to listen to that be spelled but out <laughs> that seems extremely lazy to me where it's like you're not actually finding the humor in that you're just explaining to the audience why that joke should be funny to you like there are several times where the the, the rabbit who's narrating it says you know like in a story like this thing wouldn't happen and then they show that thing happening and they're like but in this story that wouldn't happen and so they, oh, then they show true. it not happening and i was like you can't have it both ways like you can't do the thing and then be like but this is not that kind of story so we're gonna like have it both ways and i'm like that's hanging the lampshade but it's also like being incredibly indecisive about the type of movie that you're making that just shows me that you don't know what the tone is that you're going for because you can't decide which joke to make like to make mm. it or not make it i thought it was kind of cute and funny i mean cute yes but i didn't find it funny <laughs> i found it a little too cutesy i was like all right guys like give it a rest <laughs> um oh my gosh what what else what else what else um what else what else what, what what's in here <laughs> yeah so um i wrote a note here that says animals torture a man to enable their own hedonism which basically is the, the point it's like they're not like i guess they do sort of realize this at a certain point where they're like kind of to blame for a lot of the stuff that's happening especially peter um and so the movie actually like acknowledges it at the end but like throughout most of it doesn't seem like it's going to where it's like yeah you did kind of drive him to this like you were like electrocuting him and like setting traps <laughs> in his bed and you know like doing all these horrendous things well to this he person. kept trying to blow them up and everything well he wasn't trying to blow them up at the beginning he was like he was like just stay out of my garden or whatever he just put up a fence and then they got inside and started messing with him like putting traps in his bed and stuff like that that's like a freaking raccoon you put the trash lid on the trash can and the next thing you know, the trash lid is open and there's a raccoon in your trash can. Like Yeah, but you want you still like normal. keep the rac the raccoon doesn't come into your house and like put traps in your bed and stuff like that when you Well put you're a, also not trying to like, like strap down kill the trash it. can lid. Well, I understand that, but like the reason he does that is because they are like actively attacking him with things that like let's be honest, like if you got your hand caught in a metal trap the way that he does in this movie, like it wouldn't be some like cartoon like oh no like yeah. you know like red like boom, 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 you know? yeah there were a lot of points where i was just like what <laughs> so, so like, like what that happened there that would like, really like maim you if you got in that trap like that but but a lot didn't make sense again like you know i get that it's supposed to be like a cartoony slapstick thing but like if you're going to 
make a cartoony slapstick thing where there are no consequences for the actions of the characters in that way like the way that you have cartoons where it's like oh no something gets smashed with a hammer and they're just like flat and then they like you know like reinflate themselves or whatever that's fine but you have to be consistent with that and you can't have this sort of like weepy backstory about peter's parents where they're just like oh no so sad that he got put into a pie and you're like how am i supposed to take that seriously when you know you have a character who keeps getting electrocuted and like thrown across the room by this door handle trick that they keep doing to him where i'm like those two things don't really jive like if you want to make a movie that's a live action cartoon like go for that don't like suddenly like fade into 2d animation and be like oh no but there's this dark backstory you know it, it just that that tone seems at odds with what they were trying to accomplish here I'm sure you heard me that the tone was like well, that's not what happens <laughs> like uh, there, there was something I was like really there, it's not gonna what <laughs> and like even with the trunk lid it came up he came out of his car and closed it Peter Rabbit's ears got stuck and he opened it again so to like release his ears and then all of a sudden it was just closed and they were driving yeah that that what? speaks to i think like some continuity errors um with the movie there were shots where um the the first one that i noticed was rose Byrne is like walking toward the gate and it's closed it's clearly closed as she's walking toward it and then they cut to the reverse of her walking in and the gates opened nobody's opened it just in that cut the gate is magically opened and she, she walks through magically it floated <laughs> to the other side. i was like i was like okay well that's definitely like a continuity error that they missed that's like an editing mistake and the one you're talking about where the trunk lid never gets closed you just they just cut to the car driving with the trunk lid closed yeah. and I, was like, I was like yeah that's that could be like it's borderline but yeah it's, it could also just be a continuity mistake where it's yeah. like oh he yeah because i'm sure you heard me like that I can't remember what time during the movie it was, but I was like, yeah, because that's how that works. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, there were there were a few instances of that where I was like, oh, yeah, they, they definitely like just messed up the continuity or the editing or whatever mm -hmm. generally that was. But yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else do I have as far as notes go. Did you want to say anything else about the movie, though? Because I know you said you liked it, and... Yeah, I did. Like, I think it was, like... You want to think he was, like, the bad guy and all this and all... Whatever. But it's just, like, meh. <laughs> like, he's just trying to provide for his family. I don't know why people are just so mean. Like, I understand, like, they're... I don't want to say vermin, because they're they're not vermin but it makes me want a freaking rabbit so bad now because one of them looks like my sepseb so bad <laughs> like so much who, and it's like no yeah, you have to explain who that is nobody knows who that my is my sepseb is my sergeant my That's, baby no, still nobody's still he's a cat he's a cat okay thank you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you. you can't just throw around like colloquial terms for something that nobody well, else knows a rabbit about. can't look like a dog that's just weird that's a complete non-sequitur um, <laughs> you just have to like you have to realize that people are listening to it who don't know what you're talking about you're talking about things that they have no idea about so but still you have to explain that Sebastian 
Seb Seb, Sergeant, he's one of your cats. Yes, he's my baby. Yes. And he is super sweet. And he looked exactly like Peter Rabbit. All the mad faces he made and everything. That was completely my sergeant. But, (laughs) uh, sheesh. I said I liked the movie. And, like, it wasn't, I guess it was from the standpoint, like, where he, he, he would think back to his parents and everything. Like, I felt for him when he was, like, Oh, I miss my dad. I like he was always the one like cuz that scene where he just his jacket gets caught on the the fence and he's just taken by the old guy and put in a pie, just seen in a pie. Like that really resonated with me and it did it broke my heart cuz ugh. It's it, it it has to do with what happened this morning where like why i texted you and i was like my uncle died because it's it's even so 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 you had like a kind of like a personal visceral reaction to what was what you were seeing in the movie sort of because even with peter rabbit there's one of the rabbits that was a cousin and not actually a sibling and here i am with my like my uncle passing away and like i would be considered a cousin to the siblings of are like the children His of children, him yeah yeah and like i really cared for my uncle and he was like he w- was always there for both of them and like he was very loving and he always wanted to like still be a part of our lives and everything it just he got really sick towards the end so we didn't really get to see him so it was just like oh man and it it was just really sad that part okay yeah so i I can understand that like you know if you have an emotional connection to what you're seeing on the screen like it's definitely going to resonate with you in that way definitely Mm -hmm. um i did not have that response so obviously (laughs) um you have no soul well i there's no excuse (laughs) i think it's a i just think it's a matter of taste like i don't think that i i can see why you could feel that way about that scene and if the whole movie had been in that same style like the same style that you're talking about where the height the motions are kind of heightened and everything's more not austere necessarily but those those like 2d animated sequences are they do feel more like i guess like the classic peter rabbit storybook mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever read any of those when you were young um i, I think my dad read a few of them to me the Probably beatrix potter ago, stories but i don't remember that <laughs> yeah yeah but I do remember those kind of being, you know, more of a subdued tone emotion and the uh, like emotions ran a little higher and they were a little bit more, I don't know, kind of like magical realism type stories. And they weren't this, you know, like goofy slapstick comedy where I don't think that that style meshes well at all with the movie that they were trying to make, where they were trying to make just like a goofy kids movie where, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's like the joke is like, oh, it's a pig and he just eats a lot oh i hate him. i hate that pig oh he you know, was just that, so annoying those are the, that was the level of jokes that they were going for they were they were like oh that, that oh, pig. So much. yeah no he just, no, no. He just no. eats a bunch of apples it's like oh he's a pig and he's fat like that's the i wanted to murder that's him. as far as they thought that joke through where they were like oh no he's a pig and he's a little pig yeah like, we've we've got a pig and we'll make him eat a lot like 
there's nothing that that's the thing too is like a lot of the jokes feel really lazy like that yeah, to like me. The, the guy with the hors d'oeuvres he's like okay and he just eats all of them yeah yeah and then uh <sighs> you know you have characters like i don't know like um mrs titty winkles who's the uh hedgehog and like the, the joke is like she sticks people with her quills sometimes where it's like oh she's got spines mm-hmm. <laughs> that's her whole <laughs> that's her whole gag what was the other thing what? that guy that they're like oh they they can see you you just can't see them oh the badger well, are they blind no no the the badger was just you know he was doing that thing where you know a person puts their hands over their eyes and they think nobody can see them you know like a, like you do with a baby where you're like yeah, you're like peekaboo peekaboo you know like no they actually think that you're they can't see you or yeah I think it's more of an I think it's an ostrich thing where the ostriches will stick their head underground and the rest of their body's still sticking out so they're yeah. like oh you can't see me because my head's underground but I think it's just a dumb joke it's about that badger being dumb and like the badger's not even really a character in the movie they just mine some stupid jokes out of the badger for like not knowing that he needs to actually hide in that situation I'm just thinking of the honey badger <laughs> I don't think you've ever seen that video. No, I've seen the Honey Badger video, yes. For a second, I thought you were talking about Tyrod Matthew. Then I was like, oh, no, she's talking about the video that the name, that inspired his nickname. There's a football player named Tyrod Matthew. Whose oh, nickname, his nickname was the Honey Badger because he was so fierce and, I don't know, he, he attacked the ball, as they said. But, you know, so it was probably based on that video because it was a – he was – he got kind of big around the time that that video came out. So it was like the honey badger don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> honey badger don't care. I I you, I know what we're doing at right after this ends. <laughs> Watching you're the honey gonna, badger you're gonna, you, That's how you are. Like when it if you mention something and you're like, oh my god, like you you've never seen this yet. Okay, and then we do we do whatever we need to do, and then he just immediately shows me he's like, I, I gotta show you this yeah yeah well it, a lot of times i'm laughing about something and you're like what? oh what are you laughing at and i'm like most I, times I i'm like vine well it's <laughs> yeah it's hard for me to explain the joke to you without showing you the video and it's like a seven second video so like what am i doing i'm gonna show free you like yeah for sure yes um that song has been stuck in my head for a while. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have some things to say about Vine, actually, on the uh, Black Panther episode uh, that we're doing coming up. Because there were some Vine jokes in that movie. But um, I wanted to go back t- really quickly and touch on the whole like allergy bullying situation in this movie, Peter Rabbit. Um <laughs> the the whole thing with the blackberries is that at one point in the movie um you know like he goes on that tirade about blackberries and then later they're like throwing things at mcgregor that's what it was they were throwing things at him and he was just visibly getting freaking dirty yeah and b or whatever yeah like is sitting there talking to him looking at him like oh everything's okay <laughs> nothing nothing's happening it's like really they're like, like these big animals giant are, yeah. freaking animals are pelting water, him with like figs like, and yeah and like fruit and stains and everything <laughs> sticky like stuff and it and like they're visibly appearing <laughs> on him and he's visibly getting hit 
everywhere on his body, but oh no, everything's okay. She like, yeah, she's like, she's oblivious basically. Basically, it's, it's a dumb it's a dumb joke. It's a dumb setup for like oh we can you know hit him in the crotch with something because he has to do the. She's like oh it looks like you're doing your yoga pose from when we were doing yoga or whatever, and she's like oh but you're supposed to have your hands up because he's got his hands like covering his crotch. Yeah, because so he's like no it's like, no oh. the, like, the no, animal. No. And then he puts his hands up and they hit him in the crotch with a tomato and it's like ah ha ha ha. It's like <laughs> you know it's a dumb slapsticky like kids movie joke and i'm like whatever you know it's a it's a stupid like crotch hit hitting the crotch joke but um the the part after that though where they set up that they're about to shoot blackberries at him and they're trying to get them in his mouth and they do this they actually set this up earlier in the movie where they have one of the rabbits who's trying to figure out how to use a slingshot correctly and one of the other rabbits tells her she's like visualize the face of the person you want to hit and then you'll be able to hit them and it like makes her aim better or whatever and they're like and so in that scene like they're throwing the blackberries and none of them can get him in his mouth which good why would they want to kill him but um then she goes back to that and she's yeah like, oh, and she goes back to hey, she's pretend like, it's the yeah, person that you want them the to aim which is her yeah yeah but, <laughs> but pretend it's the person you hate's face and you'll aim correctly and she aims the blackberry correctly and shoots it into Straight his mouth. Into the mouth and i was like why are we are we supposed to be rooting for her to pull that off because that's kind of the joke that you've set up with her like telling her a thing that makes her focus because you know that there's little like the littler kids that are just like yeah let's yeah, go shoot that blackberry in his they, mouth and murder they don't him understand <laughs> like the, are you rooting for these rabbits to literally murder this man it's it's such a weird horrible joke that i'm like that does not mesh with the that's, tone that well, you're trying to set up here for younger kids and not for you but, but even then like i don't want younger kids to see something where the tone is like okay we're going to do this kind of upsetting dark tone at the beginning but then <laughs> we're gonna make everything a cartoon but then these characters are like literally trying to murder this person now like it's not <laughs> even you know a funny like oh he got hit on the head with a hammer or you know he you know got hit in the crotch with a tomato or whatever it's like they literally threw a blackberry in his mouth and he's going to die because his throat is closing up you know he doesn't in the scene like luckily he like takes out his epi pin and stabs himself with it but <laughs> i was like why set up that kind of a you know attention at all in this movie because like especially if it's a movie that you're trying to aim at little children like why would you even want to put that in kids' heads where it's like, aha, uh-huh, it's a funny thing to, you know, throw a food into somebody's mouth and they have an allergy. Like, what if they have a friend who has a peanut allergy and they're like, haha, like Peter Rabbit, we're going to throw it in their mouth. And it's like, that's not funny. That could really kill someone. <laughs> and like, that's a horrendous thing to put into a children's movie. Like, in a way, like, if you're thinking really hard about it, like, although, like, that's not funny. It's like... <laughs> purposely causing an extreme allergic reaction to somebody that could inevitably kill them but in a way if you think about it really hard because i'm just my brain is weird um if you think about it, it's kind of like you're being bullied and the more and more you're being bullied about oh you're not gonna i'm you can't do this you can't be like you can't sustain your life with my stuff and or sort of like that you know what i mean 
but um and he's like forcing you away pushing you away from something that's essential to you like and basically bullying you you just you don't really care you're more like i need to fight back or well some well, kids aren't like that but some kids are like you know i need to fight back i need to do this that's why like some kids they go into like drugs and all that because they're sitting there trying to hide their own feelings and everything or, or like not i'm not feelings, sure that but, i'm following you yeah, on so this I, train of thought I really have, i have a crazy brain i don't know um, <laughs> so i i kind of get what you're saying like again going back to the thing of like yeah the rabbits want to get in the garden to eat because they need, need to vegetables. sustain their life they need to live <laughs> but i think also that rabbits don't necessarily need vegetables to survive like they often survive this on is a kids movie this I is where i understand that but, but aimed at a general population of where we all think that rabbits only eat celery and carrots <laughs> I mean, rabbits eat a lot of, like, various grasses, too. Like, a lot of the times, that's what they'll eat. And cabbage. Just, yeah, they'll eat grasses, they'll eat cabbages. They'll eat stuff that they find in the wild, generally. They will steal stuff from gardens, too. But, like, regardless of that, I still think that there is too great attention between this movie wanting to have its cake and eat it, too, in terms of doing, you know, goofy, slapsticky stuff when it suits them, and then when they want to actually like change gears and drop some emotional weight they can't find a real way to do that so they just have to completely change the dna of the movie in that moment and that doesn't work to me like you can't do that that's that's you know <laughs> that feels like you're cheating in a way where it's like <laughs> oh i'm i'm just like actively trying to manipulate you now and i'm like no like as a viewer i'm not gonna be pandered to in that way like you're not gonna sit here and like oh suddenly everything's like this beautiful 2d hand-drawn animation and <laughs> you're gonna feel things and I'm like no that's why can't. i just don't like even with their paintings like how are they like big giant colorful what? blobs and then uh, like you see her like uh, how she painted pictures of peter rabbit I mean, in his I, family like how is that nice? i think that's another just dumb joke in the movie where so b uh rose burns character is she's a painter and her paintings that she considers her serious work look like they were done with like finger paints or whatever they look extremely amateurish and not at all good and then she has these other ones that she says she just does for fun that are all these like really beautiful they're like the beatrix potter you know book animations of peter rabbit that you you know have have seen if you've read the the peter rabbit books um, I, I guess it could be like coming from like the whole artistic area it, it's just like it, it's for the rabbits you have a reference point you're looking at them and you're like okay i know exactly what they look like i see them all the time this is what this is why they're so good I, and then I, you go to the other ones and like she's just throwing the paint around and it's like huh i guess so i just i think it's just a dumb joke where it's just like oh i don't care i don't care about these you know incredibly beautiful paintings that i draw sometimes for fun i care about these serious paintings that i'm doing that look terrible <laughs> and i think i'm just like that's just i don't a know whoever joke. thinks like that but okay I, I don't know it seems like another lazy joke though 
but <laughs> I think I think we've we've talked long enough on this movie. Um, thank you for listening to us ramble about this movie. Um, you know, remember he's evil. <laughs> yes, remember I have no soul. Uh, I have a, a coal black heart. Yes, I black I receive no Christmas presents in Christmas time. I'm I'm a very bad boy. Um, if you enjoyed this, or if you enjoy any of our podcasts, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think. Um, you can also find us at loosecannons.net. We have all our episodes up there. We have videos. We have writings. We have you know all sorts of stuff going on. We also have a Patreon page. Uh, I believe it's Loose Cannons or Patreon. Um, just search for Loose Cannons on Patreon or <laughs> Loose Cannons Podcast. You'll find us on there. Um, if you want to, you know, give money to the podcast at all. I don't know why you would, but, you know, do you do you. <laughs> um, you could also let us know if you liked me being in the- Yeah, I mean, you know, give Justine feedback. She loves it. Oh, <laughs> oh screw you. <laughs> I'm joking. I want to, like, say, oh, leave a like and let us know, like, what you do. Like, fave, subscribe. Yeah, totally. (laughs) See, this is why I say we should, you should have it. Like and subscribe. Sing, or uh, YouTube, or whatever. But yeah, we'll um, see you next week. Our next episode that's coming out is going to be Black Panther. So. Look forward to talking about that one. Yeah, you saw that one with me too. Yes, so. I did. I mean, it was only yesterday. <laughs> it totally was. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.